Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is my daughter, Elizabeth Spencer, creator and co-host of That's a Thing, a sometimes belated, already outdated guide to your teens, tweens, and everything under 20. Welcome. Hi, it's nice to be here again. Again, yes. In a completely different capacity than usual. Yes. Yes. Seen and Heard in Edmonton is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. And you'll hear more about that later in the show, along with a message about our other sponsor there this time around, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs. All right, Elizabeth, as you noted, we have had elements of nepotism in this show before. Um, but this is the most we've ever had. Do you think this is a problem? This is my favorite joke to say around the house because it always puts you off ease. It does. Yeah. I don't. I don't like to um, be nepotistic. But you have a podcast. Yes, I have a podcast I, with you, with me, and it's good, and I like it. And I thought it would be interesting to have a conversation about it. Yeah, I am totally game for that. And I feel like if we're enjoying the nepotism, the nepotism is fine. <laughs> and I'm working very hard on this podcast, so it's not a free ride. <laughs> As much as I've begged for it to be. Yes, and uh, transparency is a good thing, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, actually tell us a little bit more. I give you the tagline for that's a thing, but, but tell me a little bit more about what the point of that podcast is. Yeah, we have talked about this a little bit uh, just generally amongst the podcast in Edmonton community. But it's a show to explain to the olds what the youngs are up to, right. is your line. Yeah. Um, we talk about what kids are into, what kids have been into recently. We compare it to what kids were into when you were my age, which mm-hmm. is 15. And we talk about it and I explain something crazy. And then you say, that's a thing with punctuation after it, which <laughs> makes for a bad title, you've told me. But I like the title. It's so. not super searchable, but it is It, it is very reflective of our um, mood, as they say. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll make sense if you listen to our next episode, which is coming out soon. (laughs) So why did you want to do a podcast? You did a podcast. Yes. And then I started listening to podcasts. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I'm like, I like talking. (laughs) And now I have a podcast. (laughs) And why did you want it to be about this, right? Because you could have done a podcast about anything. It's something we access regularly. Um, We'll sit at the dinner table and John and... John, who's my little brother, and I will be talking about something that we both get fully, Mm -hmm. and you'll ask for clarification, Mm -hmm. and we'll be like, oh my God, adults don't know about this. (laughs) What is this planet? And then we explain it to you, and then that totally kills whatever we were talking about before. (laughs) And we figured this was something that happened to people, just generally. So it would be helpful if we did it. Yeah. Helpful and fun. Yeah. And it lets us both kind of scratch our itch for analysis and media talk because I like that kind of thing. Yeah. And you seem to like that kind of thing. I do. Yeah. I also like dissing my generation. (laughs) You guys are all idiots. No. Well, everybody is an idiot in their own way. How about that? Let's be generous. Um, what is, you, you do all, people should know that you do all the work uh, for preparing for, that's a thing. I just show up and, and um, act sound, befuddled. befuddled. befuddled exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what's your process for preparing for an episode? 
Well, I spend a lot of time now on Twitter. I left Twitter for a while, but then I'm like, oh, I actually need to understand what the internet <laughs> does. And a lot of time on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I look for things that are kind of trending, things people are talking about, things that have suddenly appeared that people all of a sudden know all about. And I'll pick a subject and then I'll start going crazy on the research. I'll look for mainstream news articles because they often cover things in a very different way than they're covered in the circles that create these trends. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and I'll look for videos related to the trends. I'll look for videos about the trends. I'll take a lot of notes on a Google Doc like the night before I'm supposed to be recording because I'm a teenager and I don't understand <laughs> how to manage my time yet. <laughs> this is very bad and I need to cease. <laughs> but... I put together all the information and I usually structure it with a bunch of headings with what I want to cover and different examples so I can kind of follow that format and provide all the information so that people actually learn something in the podcast instead of just hearing my dry humor the whole time <laughs> as I talk about how awful things are. <laughs> or interesting how things are, right? It's not just a, yeah, like... We've talked about things I like before. Yeah, yeah. What's the hardest part? The hardest part of putting it together, apart from learning how to manage my time so right. I'm not sleep deprived while I'm recording, yeah. I did an okay job this time. Uh -huh. uh, the hardest part is trying to figure out what's accurate because it is the internet. Yeah. And I don't really feel like doing all the cross-referencing you learn in school. They're like, okay, you have to find five different things that say the same thing as that thing that don't source the same thing that that thing sources. And I'm like... I don't have that much time and I don't care that much. <laughs> so I try to figure out what's reputable and find actual real life examples of it. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of time that's just spent going like, is know your meme correct? Or is know your meme making a joke? Right. I can't tell. <laughs> there is no sarcasm on the internet. It cannot be heard. I really appreciate the care that you take, right? Because I... So what I, I tell my students in my intro to news reporting class that I teach, my journalism students, is that you really have to develop a spidey sense for what you need to double check to yeah. make sure it's true. And sometimes that's something as simple as, is that how you spell that person's name? And sometimes it's, I don't think there, I better make sure that there's an organization that is called that. And sometimes it is, I better make sure that I'm not um, taking a thing that was a joke as something that was actually serious and reporting it as, as it was serious. Yeah. And so I think the process that you're describing is some kind of triangulation so that you can kind of like have a sense for what should I double check and then making sure that you at least double check it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't want to spread false things. No. We also are not... Um, experts in everything absolutely not no. no no if i knew everything about logan paul or jake paul you can listen to our podcast and learn all about <laughs> those by the way free promotion um if i knew everything about them i'd be a miserable person because i don't want to know everything about them and it also takes so much time to learn everything about something on the internet because mm -hmm. it expands so quickly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just try to figure out what's going to be most useful because you usually aren't going to encounter the really deep things in your normal life. But the most popular things to people my age are the things that people older than my age are most likely to encounter. Right. So it's honing in on that. Yeah. 
Um, and keeping in mind that you are one teenager in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, your experience is as it is, but it is not universal and you yeah. don't speak for all teenagers. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> Well, we demand more nighttime, <laughs> more pizza, <laughs> more yeah. Tide Pods. Listen to our most recent episode to learn about that one. This is not an ad for, well, it is a, an ad for that's a thing, but that's not, but we're trying to have a good conversation yes. here. All right. So what part do you like best about doing it? Um, I just really enjoy seeing your reactions. And I really, we have a segment on our podcast where you just talk about things that this reminds you of and mm. I love hearing that because <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that we don't actually know um you tweeted on the that's the thing twitter account recently this is how big the age age gap is she doesn't know who what's his name again David Letterman I have no idea <laughs> I vaguely understood that he was a talk show host I didn't know why he was famous he looked like Santa Claus he was on the <laughs> Netflix page this made it totally went over my head. There's, we just don't have that culture right. anymore. So it's so interesting to hear about it from you because you were around when it was huge and is so, so different. Yeah, and I like making the connections between things that you notice and things that I lived. Yeah. Yeah, so that is, I, I agree, that is the best part. Hey, that's the part <laughs> I'm least involved in. You aren't allowed to say that. I like my part the best, yeah. <laughs> No, but I like listening to you and that the feedback that we've got so far on the podcast is um, often people like the intersection between your world and mine. Yeah. Like that's, that's the part that they find interesting and, and our kind of respectful approach to each other's culture. Yeah. Yeah. I try. <laughs> Um, I, I just want to note that you listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. um, uh, like n uh, for fun, right? Not just because you want to be a podcaster yourself or you are a podcaster yourself, but you enjoy that. as a I thing. do literally nothing else. <laughs> well, so what do you love about podcasts? Um, well, they can be consumed so easily while doing other things. Like I have an iPod Nano because I'm scared of having a smartphone because I get distracted very easily when I have a device in my hands. Um, and I just plug that in and I put my earbuds in and I can do anything else. It doesn't stop me from accomplishing any other tasks. And I'm constantly getting information or a narrative story. Um, and it's the most easy way to access entertainment in my opinion. because. Mm. I have the same music on my iPod and it gets repetitive, but podcasts are free and I get new ones every day because I'm subscribed to so many. So I constantly have that access without having to use my eyes for it, Right, which I really enjoy. <laughs> How many podcasts do you subscribe to, do you think? Mm, uh, 20, 20, yeah. three, somewhere in that range. Yeah, It varies because I'll a narrative show will end and then I'll not listen to that one obviously because it's over yeah but it it's around that area yeah you listen to serial like how many times uh seven yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were on a vacation and I forgot to download a lot of other things <laughs> holy cow only the first season I only listened to the first season seven okay, times the second season's pretty good but it's not I listened seven to times the second listen season worth. three times really yeah wow okay shout out to Sarah Koenig um 
what has surprised you or no let me ask you one more thing about um podcasting in general do you think you are unusual for a person your age listening to this many podcasts um listening to this many yes Mm. being involved not necessarily there's a podcast from the maximum fun network called still buffering which is a little bit similar to our show but less analytical and it's these three sisters and one of them is a year older than me riley riley schmerl is her name Mm -hmm. so we're definitely involved in the podcasting community but it's through relatives i think Mm. um so i'm younger than a lot of people who listen to podcasts but it's it's not too abnormal right and so you and I went to PodCon in Seattle in December, yes. yeah, which is a new podcast conference that was really meant to be um, fan service first, yeah, fan and, base. and then also um, how to make a podcast second, because um, also f- fans are often creators as well. Yeah. But I noticed that uh, the crowd that came to that. Uh, tended maybe to be younger than to other podcast things that I go to. Yeah, and that was partially because of the shows that were there. There was the Adventure Zone, which has a young fan base. There was Night Vale Presents, which Mm -hmm. has a young fan base. So the people who were coming were tied into those fandoms a little bit more. And so they got really into it, and they showed up, and they watched all the live shows and it was very fun it was very fun the cosplayers were very good and i don't want i don't listen to the adventure zone so i didn't understand what any of them were no but they were cool to look at yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) um so we've done uh we we have put uh, as of this recording we have published two episodes of that's a thing and we've got another one uh, in the can ready to come out that may or may not come out before people hear this one we'll see what happens yep um and we're planning to go monthly with that and the reaction's been really interesting i don't know maybe you do you get the reaction or do i just receive it and then convey you you? are so terrified of me being offended by people saying mean things about me on the internet i will say that you always say are people being mean to you yeah because you're a very caring mother and i love you very much (laughs) So you collect all the reviews and everything, and then you'll just feed me little bits. Um, And I also have this paranoia of losing my ability to do something as soon as I get recognized for it. (laughs) Like um, Eminem, right? Uh, I shouldn't know this as well as I do, but I listen to a lot of music critics. Eminem had a bunch of really good albums, and then he suddenly made a bad one, and then he stopped being good. That is my biggest fear. (laughs) So you deal with all the, like, information the good bad reactions Mm -hmm. and i just kind of sit back and do my episodes and pretend that nobody listens (laughs) (laughs) um okay i don't know if that's good or bad but nobody said anything bad yet okay but i do want i'll take your word for it yeah but it's it's probably inevitable but yeah um, most people like it and, and they like the idea and it's actually interesting because um I think that we've hit upon uh, a format and a topic that isn't overdone. Yeah. And so people are kind of interested in the idea. Well, it isn't overdone, at least in the podcast world. Yeah. There are definitely internet analysis, YouTube videos and blogs and whatever, but podcast related, not so much. And especially on this sort of generation gap thing. Yeah. Um, without spoiling anything, 
what kinds of topics do you want to explore in the coming year? I'm interested in talking about this form of internet storytelling that I keep coming across, where they'll, it's like pseudo-realism, but creating a more horrific narrative. Mm-hmm. I really like this. I think it's really cool. I want to talk about it. I also keep surprising you by mentioning indie games. Yes. So we're going to talk about that because those are becoming increasingly popular. Yeah. Yeah. I, we should tell people this is, this is how the, what the actual process is. So Olympus <laughs> will say, have you heard of blah, blah, blah? And I'll go, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll walk away without telling her. That's right. We have to yeah, save it for the podcast. She has this e- evil grin. It goes on a checklist somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break for a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, I think you're going to turn the tables on me. In theory. In theory. Okay. (laughs) This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, which invites you to attend Learning Day on February 20th in Edmonton. This is very pertinent to me because I am an entrepreneur. Elizabeth, do I know everything about being an entrepreneur? No. No. Am I frequently frustrated by things that I don't know about being an entrepreneur? Am I allowed to talk about how frequently frustrated you are? Because it is often. I think that's enough. Uh, So I think it might be a good idea for me to attend this one day conference, which features keynotes and workshops about human resources, operations, financing, marketing, technology, and mindset. I've actually been to previous learning days, so I know that you get tangible skills, information, and access to expert resources to help me build my business. Does that sound like a good idea? Yes, please do. (laughs) More, yes. You're you're awesome, but you can always be better. We can always be better, yes. And plus, it's a great way to meet other entrepreneurs so that we feel less alone on our journey. Uh, I have you on my journey, and you did very well in your fake company in the simulation that you did in high school. I did tolerably, yes. Yeah, Um, but I think I could probably use some others who have some more real-life experience. Please. Yes. Um, so it's only $129 to attend, but we can offer our listeners a promo code to get 10% off that price. The promo code is PODCAST, that's with a capital P, and then lowercase O-D-C-A-S-T. Visit bit.ly slash A-W-E learning day and use that promo code podcast capitalized to get 10% off. And we'll put that link in the show notes to make it easy. Thank you, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, for all you do. And thank you, ATB, for sponsoring uh, us and Learning Day. Woo! Woo! All right, so this is an unusual episode for a lot of reasons, not just the nepotistic reasons that we outlined before. Um, This is also my way of announcing that I'm putting this podcast, Seen and Heard in Edmonton, on hiatus so that I can focus on building the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB and so that I can do That's a Thing with Elizabeth. And I thought that um, my listeners might want to know more about that. So why don't you ask me some questions and I'll see what I can do to explain all this. All right. So uh, just to let you guys know, I've never interviewed anybody before. (laughs) I'm very sorry. Okay. So why did you actually start seeing and heard in Edmonton? Because I was in the house and you were jumping around from a bunch of different projects and you're like, I like podcasts. And then you're like, I'm doing a podcast. Yes. Okay. So... Um, summer of 2015, 
I got a chance to uh, attend an entrepreneurial journalism program. And in order to get into that program, I needed to pitch an idea. And the idea that I pitched was for a, a local podcast network. And that came out of um, my observation that there was a growing number of local podcasts and that it would be easier for them to keep going and keep doing these shows that I really loved um, if there was some kind of way for them to make at least a little bit of money to do that. And so I saw an opportunity to kind of do a very local version of some of the uh, other bigger networks that were happening. So I went to this program in New York and spent a week with a whole bunch of other nerds like me who were workshopping our ideas. And then I had three weeks before the next um, the, the the next week in in that program, and I just it was very clear to me that if I was going to have a podcast network, I better have a podcast so that I could understand the space and understand you know all of the challenges and to have credibility and it also made sense to me that my podcast would shine a light on the um, community that I wanted to um, eventually you know include in this enterprise uh, I had also on my own blog just for fun and um, lots of other reasons had been paying a really a lot of attention to bloggers and podcasters in Edmonton I'm you know like I'm a deep yeah. deep nerd for local media and local independent media really interests me and so I thought that if I could pay attention to people who are doing this sort of thing that that good things would happen and did so it made just made sense for my podcast to be an interview show with people who are doing this stuff that I admired and wanted to bring um, more attention to so yeah, in that three weeks or months between the two weeks of my course, I bought a microphone and uh, figured out uh, how to use the the studio at the library and started coming up with a format and um, started a show, which was weekly at the time, which was a killing pace. And ah, <laughs> yes. And then eventually morphed every two weeks, and uh, this is episode eighty-two. Which is a lot. Yeah. Um, what have you learned from doing this podcast? Um, I have learned that, uh, or I reinforced my belief <laughs> that uh, paying attention to people is a powerful thing and that it can lead to all kinds of good things, both for the people that you pay attention to and for you or me. So I've met so many great people by doing this. And I've also learned about how to... Um, like I'm a print reporter, right? And mm -hmm. and in when I went to journalism school and when I was learning to practice journalism, there was quite a deep divide between the what we used to call print reporters and the broadcast reporters. Um, I never used to have to interview people out loud in front of others. And so this has given me an opportunity to kind of learn how to extract information in a way that's also interesting to listen to along the way. Um, I don't know if I'm good at it, but I do know that I've had lots of practice now. So yeah. I feel comfortable at that. So I've learned about that. And I've learned a ton about like, how do you actually make a business out of this thing? Um, this crazy idea, right? Um, because that is a huge part of what I need to do as well as to, to not just, um, for me, podcasting is not just a hobby. It is the, the core of my current business. Which is really cool and hard to explain to my friends at school. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's also hard to explain to your grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> Two age ranges that don't get it. Um, so why are you putting that um, scene in Herd in Edmonton on hiatus then? Because I just don't have time to do everything at well. Uh, so that's part of it. The, the running of the uh, running and growing the Alberta Podcast Network is takes a lot of time and is the thing that um, is the basis of of my living. So I have to um, make sure that I do, that I give that as great a possibility of success as I can. Um, and I'm also teaching, and that takes a lot of work as well. Uh, so that's part of it. Is that um, that I don't have time and so I had to make some decisions. Another part is that it's kind of done what it needed to do, right? It, it taught me about podcasting. It gave me some experience and I hope credibility in that space. Uh, it enabled me to um, make connections with a lot of people and now I can kind of do that at a bigger scale. Um, so that's another thing. And then I think the third reason is that when I talk about our podcast, that's a thing, I feel excited and the people that I talk to are really intrigued by the whole idea. And I know that um, that's that I wouldn't want to waste that feeling that mm. I have and that I think you have and that are the people that might be interested in listening to it have. So my podcasting efforts would be better spent on something that has that excitement with it. I really appreciate that. And it, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that I do all the work. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you do all the work. That's actually a really great point, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, an interview show is, um, is very labor intensive in a different way that people might not anticipate because you have to organize um, you need to get a guest and you have to organize time to record them. And I'm actually not super great at the technical side of podcasting. And so I would have, like I had to learn a bunch of things around that and I'm still, uh, to make that even better, I'd have to learn a lot more things. Um, I don't have to organize you as much. Like we have to make sure that we're not trying to record when you have a ringette game or when you have homework or when I'm out of town or whatever, but it's easier when the person you're making podcasts with is in your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when that person does all the prep work and I just have to show up, that's even better. <laughs> so since Seen and Heard in Edmonton is going on hiatus, what are you actually, what, what's actually going to happen to it? Well, the episodes tend to be reasonably evergreen. I mean, there's some uh, people that I've interviewed on the show that are, um, that have stopped doing their blog or their podcast, but a lot of them are still doing it and it's an interesting conversation. So I'm going to leave the, the back catalog up and, and people can go back and find it. Um, seen and Heard in Edmonton, the website, I have some plans for um, kind of aggregating a bunch of information about local podcasts that I've collected over the years. So that'll be something that... I'll have a plan to work with over um, in the spring. And then I don't know. I, I, I might just shut it down. Mm. I might see if there's somebody out there who wants to take it over. I might um, just leave it on a break for a while and then pick it up again. I'm still thinking about that. I just know that I need to step away for it 
uh, step away from it for a bit, and then we'll see. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add related to seen and heard in Edmonton, or that's a thing, or just generally what you're doing? Um, we'll talk about that more a little bit later about what else I'm doing. I would say thank you to everyone who ever listened, and thank you to everyone who ever came on the show. Um, it's it's scary to start something from scratch, and uh, and uh, it's also scary to stop doing something. So I hope that's okay that we're taking a break here. But I think what we have on the go is pretty interesting as well. Hmm. Speaking of taking breaks, we'll take another break. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll hear some recommendations from the both of us. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by ATB, founding sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network. And I just want to take this opportunity to thank ATB profoundly and profusely for seeing the possibilities in the idea for the network and for making it possible for us to build it. Uh, as you'll hear on the show, we now have 30 podcasts in the network telling stories about the place where we live and observing the world from this place where we live and connecting their listeners to a growing number of Alberta-based businesses and organizations who want to reach the smart people who listen to local podcasts. This all happened because ATB listened. That's what they do. And you can find out how they can listen to you at atb.com slash listen. All right, Elizabeth, so a thing that we always do on Seen and Heard in Edmonton is I ask my guests to recommend uh, local blogs or podcasts that they listen to. So do you have anything? I'm not really big into blogs, and I'm not as local as you. I know. Yeah. You're very you're very displeased with this. <laughs> uh, but the one uh, local podcast that I listen to and love is Let's Find Out, yeah. which is done by Chris Chanyan Phillips, who's Edmonton's historian laureate, and he's part of the network, right? He is, yeah. We just uh, brought Let's Find Out into the network in December. Yeah. Yes, and I love his show. It's just so enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, so he answers Edmontonians' questions about um, our history, and he's got radio chops. And Yes, and his voice makes me happy he, when I listen to it. <laughs> and he knows how to do field recording. He has yeah. help from Omar Salafu, who's a really great producer at the, at the U of A, and um, and together they go out in the field and they really answer the heck out of questions that people have. Yeah, and there's this other podcast I really like. It's called That's a Thing. It has this very <laughs> intelligent host, and the third episode is coming out soon, so you should listen to it. You're the worst. I am. Okay, but in that spirit, I'm going to log roll too. That's what that's called, log rolling, when you when you are asked for a recommendation and you recommend yourself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like the mom of the Alberta Podcast Network, and I can't just choose one. Uh, I love them all equally for different reasons, right? But I would say, so my recommendations are for my recommendations for people to check out all of the podcasts that we have on the Alberta Podcast Network, um, powered by ATV. And they can find that at albertapodcastnetwork.com. We have 30 now. So we re recently grew to 30. And that is so many podcasts. I, I actually had no idea how many podcasts know, you had. I know. It's, well, because I keep changing how many we have, but it's now to 30. Um, 20 in Edmonton, 10 in Calgary, and they're about everything. So there's business and leadership and marketing and that kind of thing. There's sports. We have two hockey podcasts, two soccer podcasts, and a football and other sports podcasts. 
Um, we've got some movie podcasts um, and pop culture and geek culture. We have a couple of really, or a few, quite a few actually podcasts that go deep on uh, geekery and nerdery and or technology. Um, and then we have some really lovely storytelling podcasts like Let's Find Out, uh, an essay series called Not There Yet, and a... Um, and a fiction podcast yes. called Makeshift Stories. I actually this weekend saw um, the the creator of Makeshift Stories, and he gave us a, a sneak preview of his next uh, one, and you're going to like it. Yeah. It's right up your alley. So I, I've listened to a couple of episodes of it. It's really good, and it's very unique in yeah. terms of sci-fi storytelling. Yeah, it's and totally original too, yeah. which I really love. So I will encourage all of you to go and look at uh, albertapodcastnetwork.com to find some other local listens. And then I also want to shout out to my other other um, adventure, which is Taproot Edmonton, which is a local journalism membership-based, curiosity, curiosity-based and membership-based um, venture that MacMail and I started in uh, 2016. And is... Um, always in evolution we're always changing or we're always experimenting and testing our ideas for how best to uh, find a way to answer Edmontonians curiosity about what's going on and so stay tuned at taprootedmonton.ca for what we're up to there and and the best way to keep up to date on Taproot is to join the mailing list um, and or become a paying member so that you can get behind the scenes and see what we're up to there. All right, finally, I always ask my guest one more question. So uh, this is a hard question, oh. but I want to do some free market research for people. So as a, an avid consumer of internet media, what would you want to see or hear more of local media-wise? I feel like I'm in language arts class and I'm trying to make an argument essay. Um, <laughs> What would I like to see and hear more of in local media? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like you said that you don't listen to a ton of local podcasts, for example. What would it take for you to want to listen to something that was locally focused? Honestly, I feel so bad because I'm your daughter and I should know this. I don't get that much press for them. I don't hear about them that much. And I find actually a lot of my podcasts by using the internet. Mm. I was like, I don't have enough horror podcasts in October. So I went and then a bunch of people had made lists of horror podcasts and now I have seven. Right. So like, that's where I get them. And if I don't see them there when I'm looking for a type of podcast, then it's kind of actually difficult for me to find them. I found um, Let's Find Out Through You. Right. And then I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever heard almost, <laughs> please more. Uh, and it's very good and it's very entertaining, but if I hadn't heard about it from you, I wouldn't have found it. Right. So, I so guess it sounds that's like what you really want is better promotion of local yes. stuff. Yeah. Make it louder, make me hear, <laughs> and I will listen. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, challenge uh, issued, guys. Thank you, Elizabeth, for being on the podcast with me today. And thank you, listeners, for all of your support over the past two and a half years. Um, this is this has been really fun, and we'll see what happens next. You can subscribe to That's a Thing in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can also visit the website at thatsathing.libsyn.com. This show is on Twitter at, at That's a Thing, Y-E-G. 
and you probably won't remember all this, but that's okay because these links and our recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. Even though Seen and Heard in Edmonton is going on hiatus, you can still dig back into the back catalog and find treasure in the show notes. Uh, Many thanks to Castria for helping to produce this podcast, and you can find out how they can help you at wearecastria.com. Thanks so much for listening. (music) Thank you.